<laughs> this riff is massive. I love this drummer too. And he looks just like Will Ferrell. <laughs> Oh man, this bass playing though. Holy shit. They do so much with so little. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really cool thing about this band. <laughs> These lyrics. <sighs> Honestly, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are also like ahead of their time with how ridiculous this shit is. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today's track is Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was released in 2002 and was the third single of the band's glorious album titled By The Way. It was a number one hit and became one of the band's favorite songs to perform in their stupendous live show. Ever since it came out, they basically open every show with this song, right. which, which shows you that... It is perfect at like communicating the energy of what you're about to experience oh, with yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is something really cool about this song. Um, it just captures everything about them that makes them like a beloved group, like funky, aggressive, some sweetness, kind of we really weird. It it feels very spontaneous, and I, I that's like the first thing I want to talk about about the Red Hot Chili Peppers music. It almost feels like improvised, like all the way. Right. Even it though it does, yeah. Yeah, even though it's clearly tight. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. a tight band, but it just feels like this music is just like flowing out of their energy. You know what I think it might be is them actually cutting it. They're probably cutting it live as a band. Well, 100%. And like yeah. each, each time they cut it or do a take, it's probably just a little bit different. Yeah, this song was pr was produced by Rick Rubin, mm -hmm. who is is famous for basically just letting bands do what they do, yeah. if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Just like, play the song. Yeah, and like that's such a good approach especially when you have a real group that plays so well together. Like the, what's cool about listening to this song is you really start to respect like, man, all these elements are important. Yeah. It like every, it's very economical in the sense that everyone is doing something that needs to be there in order right. for it to work. Oh yeah. Which is like cool thing about them. They're a true group. You know what I mean? They really are. I want to talk about um, just like how hard and by hard, I mean, like, fucking baller that guitar riff is. Yes. Not only the guitar tone itself, yeah, but the way it's played. Yeah, it's played, it almost feels like this dude is beating the shit out of his guitar. Exactly. Right? It feels really aggressive. It's funny, like, you know, when kids start learning how to play guitar, like, this is obviously one of the first songs. Kids oh, yeah, yeah, into, yeah. And it's so impossible to teach a kid this song. Yeah, because it's just, like, so much So much of it, like, is the attack. It's and the like, attack, This yeah. is a cool thing about his, about his guitar playing and, you know, playing music in general. It's like there's playing the notes, and then there's the sound that comes out of the exactly. instrument. Exactly. And he's kind of a mass. He's on this track, at least, for sure. He's, like, mastering it. Because it, really like, it. it feels like that... He's hitting the guitar, but it also feels like the guitar is, like, smacking me in the gut. Exactly. Yeah, it's so cool. Same thing on that solo. Man. Yeah. He's just ripping that solo. And that, you can just tell he's just, like, playing the yeah. hell out of the guitar. He's using a, a distortion pedal called a Big Muff. Oh, which nice. Is, which is cool. It's, like, electroharmonics. He's he probably got the Russian one. Probably, that's like, yeah. That's, like, one of those things where it's, like... Uh, the American one sucks. And they're yeah. like, oh, you got to get the Russian one. The same thing with like Tube Screamers. Yeah. Like you got to have the right, this version of the Tube Screamer. It's the Japanese Tube Screamer, right. right? Yeah. There's something like there's different model numbers that are like the real <laughs> ones, you know? Yeah, I have an American Big Muff. 
So it's pretty it's good. good though, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I never use it, so. Right. It, right. Won't, it won't give you, like, some weird disease. <laughs> you know, the, the components it's made out of. <laughs> One time, um, this, this guy that I was working on music with, he had gotten a bunch of synths from Russia, and it was crazy like all the because like the language the programming oh, language yeah. was like all in russian and it just felt like my head was exploding when i would like try to work on one <laughs> it oh, was crazy geez. that's how i feel even when it's in english and i'm looking at who the hell am i kidding it looked exactly the same i just moved buttons i was like this is good but um moving off from like <laughs> the guitar tone because like the guitar tone and the guitar playing like speaks for itself but it kind of speaks for everyone else, like the bass tone, the bass playing, yeah, the, yeah. the way the drums sound, the drum playing, and then obviously like Anthony Kiedis's like vocal performance. It's cool. It's kind it's of cool. distorted as well. Yeah, like like this track has such a sound to it, and it's funny because when it came when it came out, it was just like, oh, here's another Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this forever. Yeah, and they never stopped. They've put out so many good records since then. But it's almost like listening to it now. I'm like, this is such a signature sound. Oh yeah, it's like cooler than I had given it credit for when it came out, which I feel bad about. Yeah, like every, like I like I kind of ride the roller coaster with the Red Hot Chili Peppers of like yeah. getting like really into it. And then maybe I just burned myself out where I'm like, yeah. oh, like I don't like it. I I just I need to step away. But now, like listening to this song like just now, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. You want to like do push-ups too, right? Yeah, like I'm, a, I'm like kind of fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's why like, you know, like they play it like before sports games and yeah. stuff, you know, like or before the tip-off, you know, it's like the drums are beating up and the guitar is building up and the bass yeah. comes in and then all of a sudden just goes. It's like, okay, like the party's starting. What's it what is it like to like mix a song that's like hundred percent real in the sense that like it's just a performance like how do you soup this four piece up to just make it explode the way it does so it can compete because right. like in 2002 there you know there's a lot of max martin productions out there there was, was getting really big. there was a lot of stuff that had epic epic amounts of multi-tracking yeah. and like this doesn't really it's pretty pretty raw yeah it's interesting like when track counts in the early 2000s were getting up into like the 100s 150 tracks mm-hmm. for a song like this is kind of the opposite but you said something really brilliant at the beginning where you were saying they do so much with so little yeah yeah and i think there's like a couple reasons why that works one being the arrangement mm-hmm. and two being the performance yeah. of the parts the performances of the parts kind of like overshadow anything else that would have been there. Like if you add anything else to this song, it just can't compete with how the guitar, bass, drums, and yeah. vocal are performing. They're like performing at like 100% like maximum like badassery. You know, like they're at the most epic level that if you tried to put a piano in there, if you tried to put percussion in there, if you tried to add anything else in there, yeah. it would just get overshadowed by how great they're doing with so little. So they put out a record called The Getaway in 2016 that was produced by Danger Mouse. And it has like a lot of his element, signature elements. So like stuff like piano and it it, it works, but man, they do, they're able to just rock it. Do you think a lot, like obviously a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're like one of the most prolific, hardworking, like live bands like ever basically yeah i mean they I'm, played so many so many shows yeah i can remember reading like early stories about them like just like touring and just non-stop living in the van yeah um which is why i feel like you just had to do that back in the day like because like technology hadn't gotten to the point where it is today like you had to make do with what little you had can i can i like spit this out for a little bit too like because i also got my start like playing in vans and just like hitting the road you know mm-hmm. the studio was like it was fun, but it wasn't like a viable. It was just option. something that you just had to do yeah, along the way. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like I, 
I feel like you learn so much as a musician, dedicating your whole life to music for a little bit in that van lifestyle that it just lets you know that like you have what it takes Yeah, if you do it. And that can come through in your performance. You're I like, agree. this shit really matters to me. It does. I'm like willing to put a lot of stuff on hold, maybe never even really experience it. So like, I think that's why it's important too, in addition to just like the reps, but you know, anybody can sit home and like play a gig every night yeah. at home, but, but it's, it's not the same not as the same. like being like, oh, my whole life is all based around this one thing, which yeah. is like unhealthy, which is probably why a lot of the dudes in the Red Hot Chili Peppers and millions of other groups go through big drug problems yeah. and things like that. I mean, I liken it to like, <laughs> I, I liken it to like people like uh, rap, you know, hip hop stars. A lot of them, if it didn't work out, that was it. Yeah, yeah. It was either this has to work out. There's no plan B. Like, it's rap or like I have to sell drugs or mm-hmm. I'm going to get in trouble doing something else. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and so like you can tell when that drive is there because there is nothing else you can do but for this to work out. And they kind of had the same thing. Yeah. It's like this, has, this is all we have and we're going to treat it like it is the only thing we have. They crush it so hard. I, I, I would recommend to anyone listening – that y'all should go check out Anthony Kiedis's bio, uh, autobiography. It's called Scar Tissue, and it's amazing. First of all, the dude is fucking nuts. His life has been insane. It's a real, he's a real rock star. Yeah, but it was yeah. also just like like knowing how the Red Hot Chili Peppers got together is such a like classic rock and roll story. I'll see if I can sum it up. It's been like about a year since I read the book. Um, he he was friends with Flea in high school. They were just kind of like maniacs in California. They were like the two kids who were just like running around, getting into trouble. And Flea was like a a pretty like studied trumpet player Mm. at the time. And he got really got Anthony Kiedis into like Miles Davis, who I know is your favorite. Yeah. And and just like improvisation and and shit like that. And then they like started a group. um, And then they were introduced to Chad Smith, who's the drummer. And this the story in the book of how they meet the drummer is funny. I think it was like somebody's sister link them up and the drummer shows up and he's got and he looks like he's in like fucking Def Leppard like he's wearing like the full on 80s hair got the mullet like a bandana like denim jacket and they and he uh, Anthony Kiedis is like he played and was the perfect drummer like we've never felt anything like that but we told him like you need to shave your head and be a punk like us and he said sure and then he showed up for the, the the next gig and was dressed exactly the same as the first time. <laughs> and it's like, yo, that's exactly how he plays drums. Yeah. I feel like this dude just goes. He yeah. like knows what he's trying to do and just like nails it so hard. Like no, no matter how much random improvisation, like spontaneity is going on around him, he's just rock solid. Yeah. And that's what's different about like, you know, like the prolific drummers that we all really like. Like it's sometimes it can get really shetty, yeah. Like show offy, and they do like these really complicated, cool things, and it's kind of the opposite of what Chad does. It is like very rooted in like the foundations of like rhythm and playing rock drums, but he's just so good at like committing to that that it just like like I said, it overshadows all the other little things that people add to their songs. It's like man, the groove is so like fundamentally solid and perfect. That it's just like getting on the train and we're going. Yeah, yeah. It's such a fun, it's such a like fun world of like energy. Like, like anytime you want to access it, you can just like listen to the song, yeah. which is, that's a really cool thing about this, this tune and a lot of their music is like, oh, it just can like, whew, wake you up. You yeah. know what I mean? I really like the background vocals. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's like the Luke I, special. I forgot that the background, I forgot that those backgrounds <laughs> were in there. And I hadn't listened to this song on headphones in so long and they come in. And like they're they're like super stacked, they're like super yeah. clean, 
and they're super dry. And yeah, like yeah. Right up on your ear, like he's in your ear. It's weird. It's so weird listening to the like, because we all li- I listen to so much music from two thousand and whatever. Yeah. It's like man, these vo- vocals are really like dry and clean, but they're so lush. I and know, like some cool. weird harmonies too. Yeah, there are yeah. some weird harmonies, but I really like when the backgrounds came in. I was like, oh yes, yeah. And Frusciante, like his background vocals, really did does like provide the group with like this kind of like Beatles right. sa- sound that like right. helps a bit of their like more soaring open parts just right. like kind of sit in there better. Like if 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 everyone if all four elements are going to be like working at like full capacity. And you yeah. have to add something to like have some sort of dynamic change. It's those background vocals. Yo, speaking of the four elements, like this was my this was something that almost made me cry when I was researching the song. All four members of the band share songwriting credit, which is just like that's that's not how it works. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like groups do not share with each other. That's why they don't last. It's surprising. Yeah, it's it's sad. Like the most recent one that is like popular is like System of a Down. Yeah. Where um, the the guitar player, I can't remember his name. Um, Darren yes. something. Not Darren. not M- Malconan, yeah. the, but it's kind of like, that. like So like Darren would like write all the songs and yeah. all the lyrics and he would keep all the yeah, which money. Yeah, which is traditional, by the way. And it's fucked up. It's not, I mean, just because it's the way it's done doesn't mean it's right. But the other guy who sings the song is like, well, I want to write songs too. Yeah. And the other, and Darren's just like, no. Yeah, it's like. It's just like, man, like, why can't you all just share yeah, especially, in your success? Especially because. It's just like archaic and dumb to think of music as just a melody and lyrics. Right. Like that made sense when copyright laws were created, like in the beginning of the 1900s yeah. when there wasn't recorded music. Right. And people weren't like buying recordings. They were just like buying sheet music. Right. So like that's why they did that. And they never changed that shit. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. But major props to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like they deserve all the success in the world because of things like this. In addition to like the fact that they're good, incredibly talented. Yeah. Sharing is caring, man. <laughs> Man, I, like the last thing I want to talk about is the lyrics. Nice, yeah. Yeah, they're weird, right? Yeah, well, I mean, he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anthony Kiedis' lyrics, uh, like they read a bit like stream of consciousness. Yeah. And you can spend as much time as you want kind of delving into like, what does he mean by this line? Or what does he mean by this metaphor? Um, and I've never really done that. But I do like, I do really appreciate his lyrics when I kind of zoom out a bit and and kind of like, reference it in a macro sense um it's like after curtain after like pulling the curtain back the song is definitely about living life with individuality and passion right which is like that's like a great way to sum up their whole band yeah and i think that's why they like open shows with this song because it's like this is what we're about like shit's gonna come at you like a rocket and like we are gonna be who we are. Yeah, they like, never change. Even yeah. like when they had all those different guitar players. And no, stuff, that like, core, they still rock the they same. They still rock ethos. the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's interesting, man. I think yeah, it's cool. Like I think I'm back on the I'm on the roller coaster. I'm going back yeah. up on Chili Peppers. Does it? Do you think like um, listening to music with this kind of set of ears makes you appreciate it better? As far as like the headphones? No, no, no. Just like thinking like, oh, I've got to talk about it a little bit. I think what it's like making me think about. It's like making me vocalize things that I'm like I feel. subconsciously thinking about. Yeah, and that makes you re- kind of feel it more yeah. deeper. Yeah, like it like makes me really like not to get all super nerdy and weird, but like I'm really like thinking about like man that guitar tone like yeah why is it affecting me so much? What about that performance and that attack is so great? Where before like I would just listen to the song and yeah I'd be thinking about that. 
but when you have to vocalize it, it makes you appreciate it even more. Yeah, it just reinforces it. Exactly. Like, oh man, now I'm thinking about how fucking good he is as a guitar player. I, know, I was like, talking so sick. much shit. I was talking so much shit. And it's like he's like <laughs> and like the thing about the way the way about like his guitar playing is it's so like simplistic yeah. in approach. But in execution, yeah, it's so exactly, exactly, so complicated. Damn, he's this band, the dude's le- good, legendary, legendary. Also, one of the best names of, yeah, an, of any group, right? Red, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, it's good. yeah damn. I'm right. Back on, I'm back on. <laughs>